0: Welcome to the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo. Show number 81. I can't believe I've done this 81 times of average podcasting. That's my new book. Look it up on Amazon. How to do an average to below average podcast in 81 weeks or less. That's the Jimmy Palumbo Show. But, of course, I'm live here with show number 81. With the main man behind the glass, Chris Gucci from Mojo App. And Chop Sports. Chris Gucci, of course, is part of Chop Sports, which has left me in the cold.
1: Oh, stop oh, with that. Come I am the
0: Joey Ga- I became Joey Gallo in three months over there. I went from LeBron liaison.
1: So then to so Joey then basically Gallo. basically what happens is that means Joey Gallo really turned it around once he got left in the dust by the Yankees. So that means that the oh, he, the, he, the, yeah, the resurrection know, he did, he is did.
0: pending. You're right. He turned it around. He went from 165 to 181. Yeah, I know. I know. But this is show number 81, Chris, who's been with me from the very beginning at Chop Sports and the Mojo uh, app, which does fantasy. Uh, how do you word that? No, it's Not the fantasy. sports.
1: It's the sports stock market. It's if you want to invest stock in a market. Go check it out. It's
0: really player. cool for you crazy football fans. It's awesome. But all right. Listen, show number 81. As you well know, those of you scoring at home, I usually do the show number with a uniform number. Most of you who are following me along know that. And I think the first guy I think about is Stacey Robinson, the wide receiver from the Giants in the 80s. There's also another veteran, Jack Gregory. Um, I, I have to mention Imani Toomer, because I think on paper he's the best wide receiver the Giants have ever had. I don't, I don't know about his broadcasting ability, but he's Imani Toomer was great for the Giants. I could, uh, to bash your Cowboy fans, especially this morning, uh, Jackie Smith, who dropped a huge touchdown pass against the Steelers, and that's the only time that Starback ever got angry on the field, I think. Carl Eller, but I, I have to mention, um, you know, uh, Terrell Owens, Tim Brown, those kind of guys. And also, I really got to mention Andy Robustelli, because he played 14 years in the NFL. He's a Hall of Famer for the Giants. Um, before they counted sacks, he had sacks all over the place. But I have to go, again... I have to go – it's show number 81, and I'm, I'm back in 1981, but this show is for number 81 for the football Giants. Tight end, Tom Mulody. Now, most of you do not know who this guy is, but if you're a little 15-year-old boy at Giant Stadium and the Giants haven't scored a touchdown since 1971, and now it's 1980, 1981, and out of nowhere this tight end comes in, Tom Mulody. In 1980, he caught 28 balls for 390 yards, two TDs. He came out of nowhere. We hadn't had a tight end. This is before Bavaro and all that stuff. This guy came out of nowhere. We were just screaming, like He came out of nowhere. He had like four or five great games. We thought he was like the greatest tight end ever. Looking back, you can laugh about that now. But Tom Maloney, he ended up getting injured, but he played like six years. He worked for FedEx now. um, And he went to Rhodes College. (laughs) <laughs> which who, who? when's the last NFL player from Rhodes college. But I mean, this guy, when you're a little 16 year old kid and you were dying for trying to prove to your older uncles that the giants are going to be good, they're going to be good, but you know, they were all, they were losers. Um, and then all of a sudden this guy Mullity starts catching balls uh, from Phil Sims. Uh, who, Sims was a shaky kind of start there. Um, so I, I realized, you know what? I just love Tom Mullity. I always say his name when I'm kidding around about bad giants and uh, Tom Mulody, number 81 football giants. Good um, one. No, I never heard of him. I'm one of those people, but good story. That's I okay. Guess that's okay. He, you, uh, you weren't born yet. You weren't born there. So. Uh,
1: yeah. 81. I yeah, was well, not, I was, that was, yeah, you go. My so, time. so
0: I was watching Tom Mullity and you and chop sports was in its embryo. Literally. Um, and so
1: my guy, my guy is, is probably going to be obvious to you. I know, you know, you look at all the Packers before you do this, so you could avoid some guys for me. And I did I, probably, avoid. I appreciate it because it's the uh, Super Bowl MVP. The only real, I think, special team Super Bowl MVP in history, Desmond Howard, number 81. Single-handedly Howard. carried the I Packers were... through the Super Bowl season with Brett Favre and the really unsung hero. He had two kick returns against the 49ers in the playoffs, four touchdowns, one a punt, okay. one a kick. And then he had... One right before, right after half, and one right before half in the Super Bowl. So Desmond Howard. All right, so we got you know Tom
0: Mulody and Desmond Howard. Uh, did you did you ha- I, did you leave somebody else out that I'm missing? I thought you know what I you know what I, I'm a jerk. I, I thought Sterling Sharp played for the Packers. He I, did. I guess. And I but he was, he did number well eight, he was number he was
1: number he was number eighty four.
0: But it says eighty one on the list. might mu- at one point he must have had that number. I saw it. It came up. By the way, eighty one. There's tons of great guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it was All a
1: it was an easy number. But that's though.
0: it. Listen, Desmond Howard and Tom Mullody. I hope I'm sure Tom Mulody's at home listening from his FedEx office, uh, and that's it. So, of course, I got to start by Patreon, my lovely Patreon followers, Alex Detzner, Mary Eileen Riccardi, Big George Demosi, Mike Demosi, my mom, my cousin Joey, Rob Pastor, Cap James Kanowitz who's helping me redesign my website. I'm going to have a new website coming up soon. That's going to be designed with a little help from James and also my new social media gal. I assume I'm coming live on Facebook, Instagram, or not Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, not TikTok, whatever the hell they are, LinkedIn. Everything's good over there. I have her in the office today. How about that? All good? All right. My sister did not text me yet. Um, Jimmy Riccardi, my nephew, John Henry Riccardi, Eric Palumbo, my nephew, Mike Caprio, Cornhole Level, Frank Palumbo, who is donating a lot more than the other clowns, and Daryl Clark, Clark, my LSU buddy down there in Louisiana. Um uh, Jimmy referred fact, I to you all as the other clowns. So that's it. That is good. So those are my lovely Patreon subscribers. I love them. Thank you. Please go on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. I posted a pretty funny TikTok thing. I don't know if you saw it regarding the Rutgers game. It's got a lot of hits. Um And also, do all that stuff. Please click on that. And now, of course, it's time for my favorite part of the show. My weight control section here. Um, Sponsored by Absolute Eyewear, the best sponsor of all time. 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. Craig and Johnny, opticians, family-owned. You got to go check it out. They got everything. Prescription eyewear, sunglasses, everything's done in the studio, glasses for the kids, contacts, eye exams. Ladies and gentlemen, glasses available at Absolute Eyewear. Ray Ban, Coach Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Chu, Silhouette, Michael Cause, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa del Mar, and Oakley, not Charles Oakley. That's what you go. Go check them out. And, Chris, they are closed on Sundays. Why?
1: That's football Sunday.
0: And why are they closed on Wednesdays? That would be softball, of course. Okay, $100 off a complete pair. When you mention this show, go check them out. And the best thing about them, when you leave the store after a purchase, you don't feel like a jerk-off. I think that's the best slogan for any – If I owned a retail business, I'd have it all over the signs. When you leave there, you don't feel like a jerk-off. They're great people. Go check them out. Go get their glasses. 732-326-3937. I actually was with Craig at the um, Rutgers game, which we're going to get to in a minute. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, I was doing really well with my weight. And I know, Chris, you love the excuses that are going to come out of my mouth. I ran into into, uh, my stand-up show on Friday which I'm going to talk about in a second and now, at an Italian restaurant right away that's a warning sign. Um I also ran into Rutgers games. I ran into I, I ran into every the cockroach in me suddenly cookies and food was within arm's reach and I failed miserably. But I didn't lose weight, but I didn't gain either. I held at 197 which I think is the most miracle comeback to, you know, I lost in overtime, but the fact it was 28 nothing with eight minutes ago, we tied it up. That's how I look at it. I have to get back off the schneid. So you left
1: your fans really disappointed is what you're yes, telling me. Yes,
0: my fans should, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, and this is, uh, normally I don't, I don't want to make this weight segment a big thing, but I'm actually happy I'm doing this. You know why? I'm really convinced because all week long I do think about what I'm eating, okay, sometimes, for the most part, occasionally. But I really think if I didn't have this segment, I would be 225 pounds. I have no doubt about it. Like, I'm, I'm drinking light beer. Maybe no there's just IPAs. nothing you could
1: do. No, no matter what you do from this point on, you're not going to be any more than 197. But you certainly, by the sound of things, you're not going to be any less either.
0: No, it's not going well. It's not going uh, anywhere. I, 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 And again, this is self-loathing here live on Tuesday. I hate myself today. Um, like I said, I want to fire everybody. I want to fire you. I'm going to fire my guests coming up. We have a guest coming up, which I always had the last show with a special guest and actually do have a special guest, which I'm very excited about, but all right. I know we always open up with some sports at the top. Okay. Rutgers, Iowa. It's time for me to be the one Rutgers fan. That's going to hold this all together. Everybody was very disappointed. We lost to Iowa. It was a great atmosphere. I brought my daughter and her three friends. Imagine me in a car with four 13 year old girls all excited about Rutgers they were videotaping stuff the band was out there they had music fireworks it was awesome of course I got one complaint everyone's still partying in the parking lot and right at almost at the start of the game like there's no one in there then it filled up pretty quick with students um listen everybody's you know Iowa I, this was a winnable game and everybody's like Iowa's not that good well I'll tell you one thing everybody's forgetting in the last five years, top 10 defense in college football has been Iowa. Um, and Iowa has an unbelievable great defense. And, and Rutgers struggled at times. But there were two plays in the game. And I hate when people say this. Oh, two plays change the game. But let me tell you something. These were the two plays. An interception at the 50-yard line. And if you watch the highlight, the guy did an over-the-head catch of a pass. In other words, you can't even really call it that bad of a pass. A great leaping, and then he stayed on his feet, wiggled all the way around, and scored a touch. A great play by the guy. Can't take it away from him. Um, so, boom. It was 3-0 Rutgers, then it's 7-3. A couple of plays later, Rutgers on a third and eight, I think it was, hits a guy in a slant, going to get the first down, get out of you know deep territory, out to like the 25 or 30. He gets hit. The ball pops up right into a running back, completely Herman Edwards-esque. And even as the fans were cheering for a first down, it was 14 to three. And you don't recover from that. And it stayed 14 to three for a long time. If you didn't see the score in the corner of your screen, you'd be like, wow, this is a good old fashioned Big Ten dogfight. And um, Rutgers played sloppy. The quarterback play, he had some pressure on him. I don't, listen, there was no, the backup quarterbacks were not available. And Shiano said only in an emergency, which means they probably just would have handed the ball off or put a kid, a non-scholarship kid in. So Wimpsat and Vedral were unavailable. I don't think it was that bad. I was I was disappointed that we lost. But the game itself, yeah, maybe it looked bad on TV. There was no scoring. But that's been going on for two years at Rutgers. Um, I think we, we we fought hard. We fought hard to the buzzer. We got, you know, they even scored late against a good and people say it was a second team that the Rutgers played hard they fought hard I was better um and uh look the bottom line is they're two and one next week's a guaranteed loss Ohio State and then you got Nebraska at home and that's another winnable game so you know what Rutgers don't get blown out against Ohio State and go and beat Nebraska and you'll be you'll be now four and two and there you go um another thing is I predict Three and two. Rutgers, uh, what are they? Yeah, they're uh, no, they're three and zero now. They'll be four and two. They're two and one lose. What am I saying? To them? Three and oh i I'm thinking the other way around. The um, uh, no, the Rutgers won three games. Now at three, right? They beat Wagner, Boston College, and Temple. They'll be they're okay, three and you, two now. Three fair, and one. Fair, they lose to fair, Ohio State. Fair. You did the math wrong early. You said two okay. and zero. bottom line is listen. Bottom line is lose to Ohio State, beat Nebraska. You're four and two. We move forward. Um. The uh, I predict against Ohio State, you ready for this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think Rutgers is going to score 21 points or more, but we're going to give up maybe 65 points or more. I think uh, Iowa's defense is better than Ohio State. You heard it here first. Um, no anyway, way. yep, I, okay, you watch, you watch. They've only given up this team's given up like no points all year, bro. They've given up 23 points in four games, anyway. You'll see uh, Temple, of course, won again. I, I think Temple and Iowa are better than people say. Um, so my bottom line is it's not all doom and gloom. Now we'll move on to the football giants. Um, wow, this was just the poster boy for what I've been saying for 81 weeks on this show. What a brutal game. Two, two very – two stinks. They'll be on the stinks list. Two uh, not good teams. Um, the game was six three. I, I, I was at the bar working, had the game on, watched it while I was serving drinks. It was three nothing, six, it was six three for hours. Then it was six six for hours. People like left. I gotta go. People were watching the Yankee game for judge. It wasn't th- th- these teams stink. Uh, Cooper Rush, I was like, oh, he had a great game. Yeah, because you know, he did nothing. Um, uh, the Giants missed a field goal. The Giants aren't – they have one good player. It's Barkley. Uh, Jones, on a, on, a, on a really good team, Jones would be serviceable. That's what it is. Um, he was rushed all night. I would say the, the storyline, obviously, is the, the Cowboys put a huge rush on him for sure. Parsons, no sacks because they had five guys on them, <laughs> I would have had two sacks playing. Um, the kid, the kid's great. Um, and mm-hmm. I just thought it was uh, – the Giants stink. I don't think the Cowboys are that good. Um, it was just a bad NFL game. Sloppy, size penalty, clock management. The fact that Giants got the ball back with a minute 45 down by seven. And in the NFL, that's death. I don't care if I'm quarterbacking. Uh the guy tried to go out of bounds. He went out of bounds, stopped the clock. Oh my God. Um and uh and, and the interception, the player would have been wide open, except he slipped. And that's why Diggs picked it off. So it would have been like a first down at the 50 yard. <coughs> the Giants, yes, no, did. I,
1: I agree with that 100 percent They got away with one there.
0: The uh um, so anyway. Did. Uh which brings me to um our beloved stinks list. Um and that is sponsored by your friend and mine, CornholeLevel.com. That's right. Go to cornholevel.com. You know why, Chris? If you've got a cornhole board in your backyard and it's on a wrong angle, like I'm going to have my guest on here in a little bit, and he's going to know because he's younger than us, and he's going to know that when you go to someone's house and their cornhole board is all twisted, you just get this cornhole lever, you put it on the hole. You do it to and fro. Perfect, Chris. It's a perfect gift for a stocking stuffer. It's $19.95, 20% off. If you put in JP Show or Chop Sports, 20% off a $20 item. Isn't that just unbelievable? He just signed up for another three months here at Shea. Mike Caprio, my second second baseman. You got to check this thing out. No more bringing a level. No more not knowing. Is that a bad angle? Where is this thing? You throw this thing on, and it works. Every time I bring it to someone, they, they're blown away. So go to cornholelevel.com and get you one. And he is the sponsor of the Jimmy Palumbo Stinks List. I'll be quick with this, but it's an all-time, alt. I watched some games this weekend. Wow, there were some awful games. All right, <laughs> here we go. <clears throat> AFC East. We got Dolphins average, Bills average, Jets stink. Patriots stink. AFC North, Browns average. That's up from stink. Baltimore Ravens average. That's up. Steelers stink. Bengals stink. AFC South, Jacksonville Jaguars average. Indianapolis Colts average. Titans stink. Texans stink. Uh, Kansas City Chief downgraded to good. Denver Broncos downgraded to stink. Chargers downgraded to stink. Raiders only 0-3 team in the league. They stink. All right, NFC East, my beloved NFC East. This one is real easy. Eagles, good. Dallas, Giants, Commanders, stink. If you watch that game, those teams stink. NFC North, Minnesota Vikings, stink. Packers, I'm sorry. I watched that game. I know you're a big Packer fan. And and, and one thing about the Packers, I always have to say, no matter where I put them, you'll know they are the most likely always go up or upgrade over time. Six, 17-week season. Um, but, man, it to me, it looked like Jones, uh, Daniel Jones against Daniel Jones. The quarterback play was brutal. The game was boring. I thought I got to put I'm putting the Packers on the stinks list. Chicago Bears, I'm upgrading to average. Detroit Lions, average. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, off the very good, down to the um, uh, good list. Carolina Panthers, average. Saints, stink. Falcons, stink. Rams, good. Uh, 49ers stink, Seahawks stink, Arizona Cardinals stink. All-time stinks list here. 19 of the NFL teams stink, nine are average, four are good, and zero very good teams in the NFL. That's how the NFL is designed. They're designed for uh, averageness. But I I think anybody under 40 won't get this list, but I'm telling you. And the games stink. Oh, my God. God, the only thing that makes the game's good is the score. So yeah, if it's 21 all with a minute to go, that's a great game. But the so, game itself stays. So
1: if they were scoring a ton of points and it was no defense, like what do you want? In a perfect world, what would what would you like to see?
0: It's to get when you watch the games they st- I feel bad for the guy at NFL red zone. He's like, "Oh, we're going to switch live here. A huge game going on. 11-9 here." Uh, it, it, and then uh, the games are like well, he didn't call a timeout there, and a guy stepped out of bounds when he shouldn't have. So you just don't like other- football anymore. No, I, you don't well, like it, sports. I, well, right now I'm a little, little, uh, I'm a little bitter um, towards sports. Um, so that's my stinks list. Now I'll briefly—I didn't even mention uh, the Yankees. Um, listen, Aaron Judge the other—I no- mean, uh, Giancarlo Stanton had an awesome game uh, a week ago. But listen, Giancarlo. Giancarlo, my boyfriend, my favorite player ever, is in he's entering Gallo territory right now. He you just throw a fastball he can't catch up to it. I've never this is awful. He always hit fastballs. Now they're just he uh, he stinks. I feel bad for Judge. He's definitely pressing a little bit, but you know, who wouldn't? He'll get his home run. The Yankees will probably clinch the division in a little bit. That's a phone ringing there. Um so the Yankees are the Yankees, you know. And the Mets are still didn't clinch the division yet. Uh game up in the loss column. So yeah, my Yankees, they're doing fine. They're, they're eight and two or eight and three in the last eleven games. They're hanging in there. So that being said, we're gonna bring in a very special guest. Now I gotta figure out how to do this on my live stream. And Chris, you don't even know who this guy is, which will make it more fun. I do not. I think he's there. Are you there? What's Can I hear you? Oh, What's we can up, hear buddy? you. I can hear you. It's all good, man. How are we right. doing, guys? All good. Let me let me Let's check with on, my social media people. All good. You hear all three of us? Okay. She's bored to death wow. sitting on the couch. She's on TikTok. Um, uh, making $25 an hour. Good for her. I love her work. The, um, <laughs> You know, I had to bring that up. All right. Um, listen, comedian and friend of mine, John Franklin. John, welcome to the Jimmy Palumbo Show with Chris Gucci. What's happening?
2: Jimmy, I gotta tell you, this is the honor of a lifetime. This is this is the best thing I've done. I've done all day today. So I'm am wow. stoked to be here. I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm glad we got to listening about the Giants being terrible, the Yankees doing all right. It's all it's all, all right. well, good to me.
0: I know you're a Giant and Yankee fan, but listen, I met you at a few shows. You were at the show where Artie Lang showed up. We were, I, yeah. I, I really loved your stand-up. I thought you were very funny. And Thank you. yeah, uh, you know, we, we met a couple times, we chatted, but I don't really know yet. I figured let me have you on my show. So first thing I got to ask, like, what's up? where are you from? Where did you grow up? What's happening? Yeah, I grew
2: up in uh, Sopranos territory. I'm from Caldwell, New Jersey, which is like right okay. there, right in the heart of everything. My parents are from, my dad's from Bergen County. My mom's from Belleville, like New Jersey through and through. I uh, live in Hoboken oh. now. So you
0: I've been around. To, you, you ever go to vid- Vidiello's Bakery? Never, you
2: know never been to Vidiello's. No. All right. All
0: right. They no. got great never bread been. All right. So all right, you're, good. you're, you're like Nutley, Belleville, Caldwell. You're like, you're like completely Tony Soprano. Uh, Correct. Yeah. And what, where did you, did you, go to college? where did you, how'd you get your start I in did. comedy and all that?
2: I did. Yeah. So I went to college at Quinnipiac university, studied journalism because I thought it would be like the movie Anchorman. Turns out it was nothing like yeah. that. Um, but I had no idea what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. I uh, came back, was doing social media and stuff and, Living alone in Boston at the time, and I was like, "What am I gonna do?" Started going open mics, and the rest is history. Just micing and micing and micing until I got a few gigs here and there. The pandemic happened, so started doing Zoom shows, and then pandemic kind of ceased to exist. We could do live comedy again, so I was out in the right. open, and it was a lot of fun.
0: Well, that's awesome. So you're you're you've been doing standup what for about ten years, a little bit less.
2: Oh my god, like two and a half. I'm only 25. two and a half. Yeah, I'm 25.
0: Yeah. I'm Until I'm not sure. Like 20 years,
1: Jimmy. Come on.
0: <laughs> all right, Chris. All right, Chris. I meant like you know, I thought, uh, all right, I'm an asshole. What do you want from me? You just at the um, pandemic.
1: No, but I get it. He doesn't yeah, look 35, yeah. though. He definitely doesn't look 30, 35. No all way.
2: Right. All right. Okay, Thanks, so Chris. St- That's the nicest thing anybody said to me today. Uh, there you go. Uh,
0: all right. So um, now where where are you been doing stand-up shows all over the city? Are you wh- where are you living in Hobo? Where are you living now? Yeah. Living in Hoboken, I, I've actually gotten, I was on the Netflix show,
2: The Circle. For those of you that don't know, it's uh, like a reality TV show over there on Netflix. So ever since the show, I've been doing a lot more comedy like around the country, which has been cool. I just got back from Boston, so I did Laugh Boston. was really awesome. Done a couple college go. shows, performed in my alma mater, Quinnipiac. So uh, been really lucky and fortunate to do that. And uh, yeah, I mean, things seem to be going well. People think I'm funny enough, so I'll, I'll take it.
0: There you go. You got to keep on pounding away. You know, we did that one show in Hoboken. Yeah, I remember two things. There was, there was uh, like three hot lesbian girls doing comedy, and then there was that really, really attractive comic that Nancy Marrera or something like that. Yes, um, yeah, she was actually pretty funny and hot, which was fun. Usually, when a I'm really combination, looking, I know. Usually, when uh, uh, you get somebody comes on that's really pretty, they usually aren't that good. This girl was like, she was like, she was like a young LeBron. She took the ball and she jammed it over everybody. Um, it's true she was funny that was actually a pretty good show we had about 10 comics on there everybody yeah, that got was fun ask, that was fun to do so this circle thing how did you get involved with that I know some people my social media person thinks you're like uh, George Clooney because you did that show tell I'll us a little it. bit about tell us a little bit about that
2: yeah so I uh just was in between jobs at the time. I didn't really know what I was going to do. So I was like, I'm either going to get another job or go on a reality TV show. So uh, that was my two avenues. Uh, And luckily enough, got a job working at BetMGM. And that was like January 2021. And then like a few months later, I got an email from this casting department that they liked my audition tape. They want to have me in, do all this stuff. I auditioned like, like the audition process is like six or seven interviews. And then by uh, the seventh one, they call you and they're like, hey, next week we're flying you to Manchester, England, and you're doing the show. And that was like the long, long ah, and short of it, awesome. you know?
0: And what, what kind of show is it? Give, give us an idea what kind of show it is.
2: Yeah. So the way I always explain it to people, so it's a reality show, um, and it's sort of like a, it's like a game of like politicking, right? So everybody's set up in an apartment building, and you each have your own separate apartment. You never meet in person. You only meet over this social media platform called The Circle. And you can only okay. message each other like via text. So some All people right.
0: play themselves,
2: other so people. So it's like chop
0: sports. It's like chop sports, you say. Right, exa- that, exactly. Exactly. You know, I got a Whatever. smile. I got a smile at it, Chris. All right, go ahead. So you can and only communicate via text with within your circle through text. All right. Yeah,
2: and like there's pictures of whoever you are. Like I pretended to be my mom, and uh, I had to like oh, message shoot. other people and have yeah and have them try to believe that I was her. And you want to be the most trusted person in the game. By the end of it and then the winner wins the money i unfortunately uh spoiler alert, didn't win but i made it really far people have mentioned me as one of the greatest catfishes in the game's history so i'll take it
0: how many episodes did you get through how many were six episodes total or 10 how many the,
2: there were 12 total episodes i was in nine
0: wow all right you got to the you know you ran into a tough north carolina team and that'll do it here Job's exactly happened. Right, I was like so that.
2: I... I was that. Oh, like, oh, six George Mason team where people were like, how are they still doing it? And then and then all of a sudden, like at the end, they're like, oh, they just hadn't run into Villanova yet. And then it just like completely uh, yeah, took yeah, me yeah. down.
0: I totally. So now you do a lot of social media, um, yes. what you do, whether you do social media on the side or comedy on the side. Uh, you work yes. for the bet MGM place. Now, what do you exactly do you do there?
2: Yeah, so what I do is I'm like our digital video person. So basically what that means is anytime you see a video on Instagram, uh, Twitter, any of that good stuff, and there's a host, I'm your guy. So I'm traveling a lot, going to a lot of different NFL games, a lot of different sports games, uh, meeting a lot of athletes, doing things like that, Um, and just on a day-to-day, just making any sort of video-based content.
0: Well, I think, um, Chris, doesn't uh, Chop does some Bet MGM things? We have to get –
1: John in bed with John. We were bed. dealing, we were, we had something going on with BetMGM early on, but it kind of, um, it was one of those link things you could see it everywhere on Yahoo and it wasn't really working out for us. You know, the deal with sure. those things, right. where yeah, you, you know, but now we're doing, we're with Mojo. I think Mojo yeah. might be involved with BetMGM, so we're doing a, a YouTube show for them, the morning Mojo, the morning market report, Monday through Friday. So, yeah, you probably know a little well, bit about it, the sports stock yeah. market,
2: yeah, well, yeah my, my, like you can buy my himself, objective here, like yeah. right.
1: Yeah. My objective but, here stock is. You, it's like Robin yeah. Hood meets uh, DraftKings, essentially. Yeah, exactly. So, at MGM.
0: I want to make it where uh, I get other people in bed together so they can make money. Just as long as I, the rule is, though, in this reality show called The Jimmy Palumbo Show, is everyone else makes money except for the Jimmy Palumbo guy. And they circle around me making money. I like and it. And then at the end, right. I I end up in the poorhouse. That's the way the show ends. But maybe You're you guys have some, some kind of busy.
2: You're not going to get a 20% it. for anything. You're not the agent in a given this, situation. This, this, Jimmy's I looking to get, get some brokered fees. I get yeah. a
0: huge, I get a huge, I'm, I I was a huge part. Jimmy, of, Your stipend is in I'm the like. mail. Your
1: stipend is in the mail right now. Oh, yeah. Go check the mailbox. I was a
0: huge part of, <laughs> I was a huge part of like, you know, chop sports. I feel like, you know, uh, now I feel like Tom Mulody there now, which is a reference to the beginning of the great, show. Great callback. Great callback. I like go. it. See, you like that callback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, the, uh, well, listen. That's cool. Uh, maybe you guys can exchange uh, uh, numbers. Maybe there's something you guys can do uh, there. Or something I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, uh, I will. Uh, well, after the show, we'll do that. So let that's me ask you. Adorable. Thank your... you
1: so much, Jimmy. Now, like, I feel like we're being hooked up on a date right yeah. now. Yeah. This Bro, is. I'll it. text, this is I'll text you later. More. Perfect. This it good. Up, though, live, live on YouTube. Though no, we will have a conversation. Hey, listen. I'm. S- you here.
0: know what? I'm still the, the liaison. liaison. And you've done very well with my liaison work. No, you're so not you wrong. Not, you're not wrong. I, I still lead wrong. the league. I, the you, you
1: saw like my interest was peaked as soon as I started hearing oh Bet MGM. I was like, all right, I, know. I, I saw you. I heard you I, I saw that little, question mark. little
0: dimples, that little <laughs> smile. Um yeah. listen, I still I'm the all time assist leader at Chop Sports. It's not even close. Amazing. I mean, all you gotta do, all you gotta do is put your stick down and the pucks coming there, bro. I mean, how many goals do you have because of the great Jimmy Palumbo? That's right. You're yeah, at show number 81. So let me ask you. First of all, wasn't it cool? What, what'd you think about meeting Artie Lang when we did that oh show my in Hoboken?
2: See, I didn't know he was there. And I go up on stage. I do my. I think I did like nine minutes or something. And I came off, and I get a good job from a guy who I've only ever seen on specials. Right. You know, like uh, all the clips on social media, the Howard Stern stuff. Like Artie's a legend, dude. I mean, like Beer League. You know like, what's it,
0: cool? You know what's cool about that? I was watching him. Uh, Cause he came in really kind of unassuming. He went right to the back. It's not that big of a room. And um, he was really intently watching the comedians yeah. because I don't think Artie has watched live comedy in three and a half years. So right, he, I shouldn't say that three years, really he was lasered in listening to everybody and you know, what, comics and I do it too. You do it too. Like comics are a bad audience. Like, when you yeah. were on stage, I'm watching, like, where's he going with this? What's his deal? Uh, look yeah. at the timing. Uh, his pay- – like, we just look at things differently. Different, like the way, yeah. You know, Peyton Manning and Eli watch a football game. It's like you just think – Exactly. You're not really – actually, sometimes you miss the joke, and all you're listening for is audience laughter. Exactly. And you go, like, oh, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, I don't even know what the punchline was, but I knew he was doing a bit, and it worked. Um. So yeah. Artie was watching real intense. So he definitely watched your set for sure that uh, was we had some I, nice things to say yeah
2: we talked after and like we were kind of like circled up i think if you remember and i remember arty had mentioned like a specific one of my bits that he really liked and that was like that was next level cool because i never you know i'm only a couple of years into this and to be getting a compliment from arty about yeah it was cool like it was cool like something i've written is like that is next level and it's cool that he's local and hoboken and It was nice to see him out and about and uh, doing his thing because, like, he is just such a legend. It's so cool to get to meet uh, him.
0: Yeah, Artie was a big part of my life uh, showbiz-wise and uh, even as a friend. It's good to see him out. We wish Artie well. Uh, Absolutely. Let me ask you, who who are some of your, besides Artie, who are some of your uh, influences? Biggest one forever
2: and always will be Norm MacDonald. Uh, Norm is, like, my all-time favorite. Yeah, like, when I first started watching, like, I mean, maybe 10 years old watching old Norm Macdonald, like weekend update clips. I don't even know if I even knew what the jokes were or if they were funny, but I just remember being like, this is what I wanted to do. And then just like always finding those, like, you know, he had such a nuanced way of doing comedy and like his storytelling, even if it wasn't necessarily real stories, like they were just so enthralling and encapsulating. I loved it. He had
0: the ability, listen, he had the ability to be on stage or on a talk show and tell a very long story and Keep you right perhaps there. Perhaps was even boring, and he would link it along, and then it would end like with like a butterfly moment, which I know from being on stage that's hard to do. Uh, yep. I'm not a I, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a huge. Fa- I met Norm a few times. He just, I, I wouldn't call myself a huge fan of his style of comedy, although he was certainly great. Um, yeah. But what he did at the end of his life, I, I think, is like legendary. He was dying. He knew it. Yeah. So he decided to do a setup just like this. Yeah, and do incredible. his final stand-up show Because he didn't want anybody to know he was dying Because he thought it yeah. would affect his stand-up Like, talk about like I, That to me is like legendary Where you're like, I, you know what I mean, Chris? Like, that's a yeah, badass that's like the, like,
1: I mean, no pun, but the Jordan flu game <laughs> You know, that's like a legendary yeah. performance in comedy for sure
0: Yep, and uh, I think uh, uh, I think that was really cool And even though it was like really kind of shitty production And then when it aired on Netflix they had all the friends watching it for the first time. He kept it like um, – uh, he didn't even have a lot. No one even knew he was doing it, which is really cool.
2: Uh, no, and I loved – the thing I loved about watching everybody watch it was just seeing their nostalgia for like, oh, that's a classic Norm bit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I always said like when he uh, when he closed down Letterman on like the last Letterman show ever, that's like my favorite, I think, stand-up right. set ever. So I, yeah, it was he, just cool to see it one last time.
0: God rest his soul. I know I'm uh, my influence – you know – uh, of course, now it's creepy now, but um, Louis C.K. I, I saw Louis oh, C.K. Yeah. in the early '90s. He would up there with a little notepad, and I thought he was so funny because he—he's incredible. He, he was like scatterbrained and all over the place, and he would say shit that you think but well, can't say publicly. Um, that, uh, and then of course, you know, he ran into some trouble the last couple sure. of years. But yeah, his uh, comedy, is comedy. I'm also a big Bill Burr fan. Um, I love Bill Burr. Love yeah, how could Bill, you not? Gotta Bill Burr Bill is one Burr. of my inspirations. I love his podcast. I think he's got, I I think his podcast is the best. You know why? He, I'm trying to imitate Bill Burr because he just turns the microphone and starts talking. I do a little That's bit of some bits and stuff, but uh, Bill Burr is just trying to be funny and ball breaking. I once um, yes. sat
1: through like 20 minutes of a Bill Burr podcast where he just put the mic down and walked away and like did something else and then came back right. and was like, hey, he, all right, I'm back. What, and I sat there. He, I was like, what am I doing I know, right it's now? Like,
0: I know. Like, I you hear, waited. Like, you hear the chair squeaking. You hear the dogs barking. His wife's coming in. I'm doing a show, honey. Like, I don't know. There's something. Um, uh, I don't know. It's like Bill Burr's, and he does that like Monday yeah. morning. He, he does like one 20 minute show, and then one. and then when he's he's been he's directing a movie now, I think. And I I was I was able to work with him on that Staten Island show with uh, Pete. Oh Davidson. yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, I hung out with one. him
0: in the, in the green room for like four hours. He was beat. He was laying on the floor and I just started busting balls. And, uh, there was a couple of, I thought jerk off comics in the room. I don't even know their names. And, um, we just were talking about, uh, early nineties and starting out. And I was doing sketch and he knew, I knew Artie we were talking about that. And, yeah. uh, he kept on calling my name out. Jimmy Palumbo's here, you know? Uh, we had a lot of laughs. I'm like, he was just being funny. That's when I asked him, what's your process for the podcast? He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> That's what he says. Oh, I should have brought my, if I have brought my mic, I would have done it right here live while we have this break. And I'm like, "Any anybody, it, it's a lesson learned. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pontificating here, but I'm actually trying to uh, educate myself as well. He just like, turned the mic on and go. So if you're yeah. working on anything creative, just do it. I mean, Absolutely. Like, like, we all try to. I mean, Chris, you know that. Even with your uh, your network there, you you can talk all day. Let's get this. At the end of the day, just 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 get a camera and go, and you can especially, look back on.
1: Especially it and- in the beginning, and for somebody that's like looking to do something like this, there's no right. there's no other way to do it than you just got to do it. Yeah. And then there's everything no, else will fall is- in place.
0: I mean, remember my first podcast was just me in a room with Dave, and I, I was just speaking. There was no host, got a guest, or foil, as I call. <laughs> Chris sometimes and I I was like talking in a real voice like, like <laughs> what the hell am I doing and you guys with the chop sports your first couple of podcasts were brutal you know, you got, but the funny thing is as much brutal. as they're brutal though you're still doing the same your 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 talent was there though just yeah yeah the
1: i yeah, the, the idea is that in two years from now I'll look back at the shit that I'm doing today and be like oh that's nah, that brutal was awful that's right the right whole now. point that's what we're doing here you know that's Keep what on uh, so
0: I think uh, Bill Burr is great at that. Well, that's cool. So you got any shows lined up now? Are you still trying to uh, get on the I, board?
2: Yeah, I'm still trying to get some stuff going. Right now I got uh, a few lined up coming up in the city. I got one at the Comedy Dojo in New Jersey on October 12th. But I was telling you earlier, Jimmy, before the show, that I'm lined up with weddings on weekends for the next, like, two weekends. So uh, yeah. I got Boyfriend Duty, which is not uh, the best I've to book shows I around. Get it. Yeah. I get it. So I'm trying to book more. Uh, that, that's my goal. But for now, I got to get to the, the October. Where
0: is the comedy dojo? I don't, I don't know about that place. I think that's Morristown. Somebody, uh, whoever is running the show,
2: uh, just sent me a message and asked me to uh, hop on it. So I said yes. I've never been to the you, dojo. When are you doing that?
0: Maybe I'll go down here and bust your balls. October. That'd be 12th. great. October what 12th. Day? I think
2: it's a Wednesday. I think
0: it's a Wednesday night. All right. Shoot me a text on that. We'll go through it. I will. I will. All right. Well, listen. Uh, this you're my first guest, and I think Chris, I'm how honest. many weeks about 40 no, weeks,
1: <laughs> months probably. Yeah, 40, I'm, I'm gonna
0: go to guests, I'm gonna do guests every week. It, I've decided to do that, right? I have oh. some comics on here. Um, and uh, listen, I appreciate you coming on. You know what, you might as well stay on the show. Why not? Who cares? Uh, it's my show, I get to do whatever I want. Speaking of stand up, I got, I uh, did, uh, uh, you'll appreciate this, John. I did stand up at uh, in Warwick, New York, okay? At an okay. Italian restaurant, Silvio's. First of all, Great. the front door, the people were already in the room. One of those deals you get, like, for so much money, you get a dinner and a show kind of deal. Real quaint. And Warwick, New York is beautiful. I think it's beautiful up there. I walked in the front door, but I didn't realize they have, like, two front doors. So I walked in the door, opened it up, and it entered into the room. Like, in other words, the microphone was six feet from the door, oh, and there was Jesus. a table... My, the door almost hit the guy. Like, I, I literally walked into the guy's galamad. I was like, whoa, is this the right place? And they were looking at me like, who's this jerk? So we go in there, and this very attractive owner, uh, the owner's wife, very pretty, with the real Italian accent and everything, she put us in this room. That was me, Gene trifolo and Bobby Gonzo. Got it. Three fat Italian guys in a little room. <laughs> and this lady, I feel like I was in my Aunt Louise's kitchen. I, all They kept on doing was like, she just started bringing out food, True. and I was yeah. hungry big mistake. I'm eating meatballs, this and Bobby Gonzo. We're all pigging out, and she just it was almost like she felt like I gotta feed the comics. Um, <laughs> was, we were eating so I got I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna throw up. I just ate like way too much food. <laughs> I had a nice glass of Chianti. I'm like. I didn't even want to do the show. Like if she would have said, guys, we're not doing the show. I'd have been like, that's fine. I don't want to do it. I was, I was, you know, when you eat Chris, you can't move. I was you got like, the oh, I got-
1: you got the itis, right. the itis. And that's I knew and oh, I actually.
0: knew a part of the bit you heard, John, I try to lose weight every week and I'm in yep. this room with three other fat, two other fat guys and and we're pigging out and laughing at how much we're eating. Um, but it was, uh, it was really cool to do shows up there. Um, if you ever get a chance to go to Warwick, New York, do it's cool end Up in a nice slip, and before I went to a pub, I got there early, had a beer, and a, a couple of mini burgers. <laughs> I was like, nice, I, oh, a, sure. I, was, I had a bad uh weight day on Friday, <laughs> very bad. Um, but uh, yeah, fat bastard day here, Jay. Um, but uh, uh, let's see. Oh, another week went by, and the Mets still haven't won a division. Um, coming up, I love that little side dig there, here, Jay. My buddy Vinny's gonna yell at me now, plus, he's a cowboy fan, he should be killing me right now. I don't know. He's not listening. I'm very bummed about that. Um, I got a gig uh, this Thursday in Scotch Plains at uh, Green Park at 7 p.m. Um, I'm also doing this Saturday night at Stand Up New York, uh, 7 p.m. Guys, come on out. Taping like this TV show kind of thing that's going to stream and be packaged. I've never done that before. They're going to interview me and the other comics and they're going to intertwine that with your stand up. Should be pretty cool. And then I'm the uh, big, I have a cool show on. October 21 and 22, Friday and Saturday in Springfield, New Jersey. Um, maybe I can see if I can get you on that one, man. May I get you to do some time. Yeah, that'd be, yeah that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You, um, see what I can do there. But I need people, too. You got to bring people. <laughs> yeah, no, I want. I, w- I want to do a good job of selling that show out. It's in Springfield. Starts at 9, Friday and Saturday night. Maybe Chris maybe will come see me. I don't know. Um, I also got October 28th. Top on the
1: weekends. You got to do know, like a Monday night show somewhere. I, so I got to do like, like a Sunday it. morning show. Weekends, um, I'm, It's like especially
0: during football season. Weekends, what? All right. All a right. lot going on. I'm doing Portobello's in Oakland, New Jersey on October 28th here at Shea. Um, it's for Unico, Italian American Society of Ramsey. Yep. And uh, that should be a fun show. I got Bobby Gonzo hosting as well as nice. Joseph Anthony, who's a very, you know, a, dude, bad matchup. I used to open for him, but since this is like my show, Gonzo was able to get him. And like literally, I'm like, the guy going oh. on before me is is way better. Like, I I don't think I can guard him. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna follow a guy that can wow. light me up. So that's never happened before. Joseph Anthony's been doing comedy. I've I've hired him like seven times. Um, he's gonna come in and light me up. I know it. And I think he he's gonna have that competitive juice too. Like oh. Oh, I'm opening up for Palumbo. But you know, by Jimmy, the way, that, paying him more money than he he gets paid on regular gigs, so that's how it goes. But um, Jimmy, that happened. To, that happened to me
2: in Boston. I Tony V opened for me, and I was like, "Why is Tony V opening for me? He's a legend." Oh, wow, like, I'm, that's I, brutal. I, I got the floor wiped. I, I mean, like, I mean, I, I did okay. well. happen to me. But, but Tony V, oh, my God. They were like, and Tony V's here to open. I was like, Tony V, what? You just opened for Bill Burr at Fenway. I, know. Like, it's all, I get legend.
0: it. It's all, but you can't – it's going to throw me – the only good news is I'm the local guy from Ramsey here. Mm. So he makes score 35, but I got to – you know what, I get Chris? Keep the game close. Try to make it a one-possession game. It's all yeah, I can you do. Yeah, know, you know, he hey, might Jimmy. muff a
1: punt. He might muff a punt. You, you yeah. force a three and out, and then he That's fumbles and is deep in his own territory.
2: <laughs> and you got Jimmy. a shot. Sneaking in you the know, back door. What I always say is good teams win, great teams cover. So as long yep. as you cover, you're doing yeah. the right thing, man. You'll be uh, fine.
0: Listen, Chris is a degenerate gambler. You work for a degenerate gambling company. Everybody's gambling. No one's gambling on the Jimmy Palumbo show, though. Uh, Jimmy has a hard
1: time understanding the fact that he's like, gambling is nobody makes money gambling. That's just it couldn't be further from the truth.
0: Oh, my God. You stop <laughs> that's, why, that's why you we stop exist, because of the
2: VIPs.
0: I know the whole world is gambling until uh, what did I predict? There's going to be a major, there's going to be a major star is going to get caught, not caught, doing gambling thing, and they're not going to bust his balls because it's legal. He's Calvin gonna say, Ridley. Oh, well, he got suspended a year. Calvin
2: Ridley can't play.
1: He's got suspended <laughs> a year. Yeah, i am be about back. Big, and I'll tell you this I'll, the court of public opinion is definitely on team Calvin Ridley, I feel like. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like, Please come on, he wasn't I'll, even betting on the
0: games he was I'll, playing. I'm talking just, about a big name. I didn't know he my brother was the on the app. Big, how big does he got to be? I'm talking about like big, big, big. You're uh, that like Brady I know, level? My, my mother knows their name. That's what we go by. Yeah, um, so like Brady level. Also, um, I'm doing a show November 1st in Ohio. My first real long, far away oh, yeah. gig, uh for Clark State University. My broadcast oh. partner on my other little mini podcast, which I got to get going again. Rick Antonori is the coach of Clark State University Baseball. And they just won the championship, uh, won the division last year. And I'll be doing stand-up for them on November 1st. And uh, listen, it's time for a little Pine Tar Bar and Grill down in Forked River. My buddy Tommy's Bar. That's right. Go check this place out. It's the best sports bar I've been in in years. It's 121 South Main Street, Forked River, New Jersey. 609-489-4286. They got TVs out the wazoo. He's got every game: Apple TV, Amazon, Chop Sports TV, Mojo app, Ben and G M TV. Every game on. They got they got cornhole going on in the background. They got flip cup games. They got darts. They have like live darts with the real darts, like right in the middle of the restaurant. It's awesome. Um, That's sick. They literally have college football: big Penn State bar as well as Rutgers, where he gets the college crowd going there. needs a nice. jerk off buddy of mine. So go to Pine Tar. Bargrill.com. Check out his stuff there. If you're down that way near LBI, go check it out. Um, well, Chris, I got some bad news. I was up for a big Allstate commercial, and um, I was so pissed. I had to call back, and the callback was live like this, you know, on a Zoom thing on an app called Blue Jeans, another asshole app. And um I couldn't hear the guy. I I was set up perfectly on my end. I booked a job through this Blue Jeans app before, so it was not my fault. But he came in and they were busy with other stuff, and then I had to do this all this physical stuff with a phone. And um, uh, I knew it went shitty. You could I was looking, you know I could tell the director was like, "Who's this fat fuck?" And um, I didn't get it. I got released. There's nothing worse getting that release because I got the first phone call. I got I'm up for this big film. OK, with big names, nice part. And I got the call that the director is actually looking at, the, you know, I'm in the game. I was like, yes, that's where you want to be, right? Nice. Ten seconds later, I get a phone call. You got released on Allstate, which could pay more than the movie does if the thing aired for a year. And then I got another call uh, from somebody. I got like three show business calls and one was positive and then two negative ones. So I was very bummed about that, um, but if I can book this film, be exciting. I usually don't talk like this, Chris. Like, you know, I usually tell you when I got a booking, but you know what? Things are a little slow hey, right now. Hey, this,
1: I've been saying that you need to talk a little bit more about this. I think this is what the people want to hear. What I think the if people want to hear, if people want to hear it? more about this insight and what's going on behind this. Well, listen, I auditioned for this
0: film, and it's got big stars in it, and one of them is very big, and I've worked with before, but he can't help me, unfortunately. Uh, And I had my buddy, Jeff Cantor, another actor who's on uh, daredevil and a bunch of other shows. Uh, We, we, we worked on the scene. I was, you know, we, it was, I had a good, a solid self tape audition. I felt good about myself. So I knew I was like, you know what I can, you know, and I'm right for the role. um, It's playing a a real life person from the fifties. So that was really cool to do. And I was just bummed. You know, I wanted all three. I also read for another show about East New York. Um, I thought I had a good audition there, too. But unfortunately, that went by the boards, too. So that was that was the third phone call. I got the call saying so I didn't get the other show. Um, but listen, the audition um, uh, this year was a little bit of an odd year showbiz so far. booked a lot of stand-up gigs. I'm headlining now. Um, and it's funny. I relied when I went on stage Friday night. Uh, I was like, because I, I, I can headline. I could do 45 minutes. I know I, I have. But, like, if I didn't do any opening material about the place or what's happening that day in my life, I just had to go straight. Like, if I had to shoot a Netflix special right now, I could do a 45-minute special. But right around minute 38, <laughs> you know, the announcers would start being like, ah, Jimmy Palombo's defense has been out of the field way too long. <laughs> a lot of three and outs on the offensive. I would have to rely on, like, a 58-yarder to win it. Um, but when you rely on some opening jibberjash about the place or the other comics or what's going on, you buy yourself that seven to 10 minutes, but you got to remember sometimes you do shows and you don't have that little, that little rhythm in the beginning. And then it's like, no, you got to get right to the play call now. You know what I mean? Right to the trenches, as they say. But, uh, uh, I've been headlining more, which is cool. Getting paid more money, which is nice. And um, you know what? I'm 57 years old. I, I, you know, got a headline eventually. You know, and then I realized I watch some other comedians. I'm like, outside of the big stars, I'm like, you know what? Be honest with you, I'm just as good as these other comedians. I, I'm not saying it in a cocky. It's just like they're good, but you know, I get laughs too. So fuck it. You know what I mean? Why just go? Yeah, for exactly. It. Hopefully, I'll get better over time or fatter over time. Um, but uh, I also am working on a new script thing, which I'm real excited about. I came up with this idea based on something current and uh, we're going to be doing that. It's um, and also um, it's well the the script I'm working on is a thing where it's like beer league meets something else. So it'll be in the tone of beer league, but love that rumor rumor has it. Rumor has it that something is brewing in the beer league arena. Um, I can't say much about it. You got to just stay tuned. I'm just teasing it here a little bit. Uh, And if that happens, that'll be uh, big news for me as well. Um, And uh, you're going to start seeing some stuff maybe, I don't know, next two or three weeks. You might see something on Mm -hmm. social media that might pique your interest if you, in fact, are a beer league fan. Um, That's all I got to say. I'm looking forward to it then. Right. Um, You know, the other thing is – Chris, are you watching House of Dragons?
1: No, I watched that sick Netflix show, Dahmer.
2: Oh, okay. Show uh, I cool. just, no, I'm like three episodes in. I don't think I could finish it, dude. Bro. Okay.
0: It's the worst. I I, I hate it. Now, Terrible. My, my, uh, first of all, I mean, but you're going to pre- finish it. It's yeah, creepy. Creepy.
1: yeah. I, I don't
0: think I am. Fuck. First of all, I, I was around when the story was live.
1: Um, oh, man. What was going on? What is on the point of this room? show? In that apartment. It's God, so creepy, terrifying. Uh,
0: I, 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 it's like, why do we watch a show like? Why do you spend an hour? You know what it's like. It's you know what it's. It's like some of it's like watching bro, an NFL game, bro. could I be why honest? Do you waste too? your time watching this horrific
1: I, product. I, I, I'll. My girlfriend will put it on and fall asleep in ten minutes, and I'll be left watching like two episodes by myself. Oh. The next day, she'll be like, "Oh, you fell asleep. I did, I fell asleep. I didn't see it." So she'll put the same shit on. I've seen it like
2: four no. times already. Oh, okay. No way. I, I, I hate that. I hate that. I hated all – like even watching it, I it gave me a heart attack just watching everything – why do we like glorify people like that and put and put uh, them at the TV shows?
0: I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I think the I mean, acting's good and all that, but it's just very uh, good acting for uh, sick,
2: sick fucking Which show. Now, yeah. would could you ever date that guy if you were a girl? Like, could you ever date that guy after he played over. Jeffrey Dahmer? It's over for him. Like, yeah, like that. That would terrify the living
0: shit out of me. Like to you know that he was the guy I who know. played Dahmer perfectly. Because you really think he's gonna yeah, like perfectly? He's killing people. Yeah. Um. Well, House House of Dragons. He's like, uh, hey, you hungry? And he'd be like, well, not really. Like, yeah, no, I, I, I to like go home. <laughs> I'm, I'm not giving... When we talk about House of Dragons, because some people are behind and I get that. No spoiler alert here, but they did like a little time skip thing, but I didn't think it was worth it. They skipped like 10 years. So There's a different actresses. First of all, with all these names, Rhaenyrius, Daenerys, Gamereus, Gulurius. you don't even know who the hell's who. <laughs> and then they take actresses who are 20... And they hire thirty year old. They skip ten years, yeah. and it's like confusing. Like, who are these people? And they didn't change some other people. Um, uh, I, I, I that annoyed me. It still got that creepy pedophile thing going on, which I don't <laughs> find humorous at all. Um, but uh, uh, I don't know. To me, the graphics look like they were done on the iPhone. Uh, I'm just not. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I don't I, think I'm, that their I'm,
1: angle with the pedophile thing was to be funny. I don't think. You're like, oh, the pedophile (laughs) thing. I don't think that was funny.
2: Yeah, I don't think think the comedian in the room wrote that part of the script. Uh, I don't think that happened.
0: It's just creepy. I know. I said that as a jerk. But uh, I just, just, it's just creepy. I I don't know. Uh, Cobra Kai finished. um, Very cool ending. I won't tell you the ending. I thought it ended on a very cool note. They're gonna have a uh, tough that- time
1: doing another season of that because that kid's get he's like a a grown ass man at this point. Yeah, I know. You know like the, it- he's like oh, I'm in the dojo. I'm like, dude, you're
2: <laughs> you're like thirty. Yeah, it's like I, I wonder why you're kicking teenagers' asses. Like that does- show. <laughs>
1: that show is very very good though. For the well, for what they're able to get away with. I thought like-
0: the ending. I thought the ending was cool. Um, the way they I'm not gonna blow for anybody, but I thought the ending was very very cool. Literally the last ten seconds of the show. Uh, and I thought the show was maybe jumped the shark this year, perhaps. And it ended on a cool. So they threw an 80 yard touchdown and tied the game. That's how I look at it. Good. Now, for them. I don't know if I told you, if I told you this story two weeks ago on the show, Chris, um, if I did, I apologize. Someone's going to hear it twice, but John never heard it. So I'll tell it to him. So uh, when I was in the Hamptons um, about a month ago uh, with my daughter, and I ended up in one of those shops one of those shops that neither one of us should ever be in. It was one of those high end, like handbag stores. Yeah. And gotcha. all the, It was colorful. Br- it was new. All the ba- bags are like uh, pastel colors, yellows, greens, like a very bright store. Like it almost looks like they're selling candy, like a candy shop kind of thing. And my daughter's in there and you add like fake diamonds to each bag. It's one of those things where you put your initials on the bag and they do sure. all that. Um, but the bags are like, you know, even a small handbag is $200. So this big blonde right-hander is working in the store. Right? And I'm like, my daughter's running around with her friend. And I'm like, I hope she doesn't pick out a bag. I can't afford any of this. And I, so this girl comes over and I'm like, uh, she walks up to me. And I'm like, oh, say so yeah, my kids are running around. And she goes, um, oh, can I help you with anything? I'm like, no. I said, hey, what is this? What does stony clover mean? Right. And she goes, oh, my God, it's such a great story. These two sisters, they lived on Stony Clover Lane and they were designing bags and they were putting them together for kids in the neighborhood and just telling this feel good story. Okay? I'm kind like, oh, wow, it's pretty cool that these two kids live on this block and they've designed these bags. And now it's and they have a store in like Miami and, and the Hamptons as well. They are go. Going... I'm listening to her. But she ended with this. And her dad owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, come <laughs> on. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Oh, there's a the guy in James. There's a... There's a guy sitting on the couch, right? He hears the same thing I do. And we immediately look at each other. And I'm like, so I look at the girl and I go, uh, what? You Self-made, the Devin Bay huh? is, right? Yeah. And it was the week with all the Brady stuff was going on. And then she says this. So I thought I could tell she didn't understand what she said, how funny that was. You know, that would be I think about it. Chris. That would be like uh you know, some guy with the last name James doing a podcast. Oh, by the way, my dad's LeBron. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Oh so my like, god, she, yeah. But then she says this, and this is what got me. She goes, Oh, and she also owns that other soccer team in England, that like Manchester something. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, you mean the team that's worth like 20 times what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Those worth? Teams. Like I think Manchester so United Malcolm, might be the- Malcolm Glazer. Yeah, I don't even know. It doesn't matter. I was like, so I found that so humorous. I literally like laughed in her face. I was like, you know, I wanted to tell her, don't talk about the bags. Don't talk. About yeah, yeah. Don't about don't land. That's just like a they, poor storytelling. At right. That She's point. like, yeah, we have we have She goes, no, it's going well. We're in Miami, New York, Milan, Paris. I'm like, of course you are. Yeah. I'm what? Writing, the whole setup probably cost them a million dollars. That's coffee money. Anyway, That's I, I just like- thought it was. I'm reading into her mind. a
1: little bit. Yeah, she's. Yeah, she really created. Talk a about of the her own by- <laughs> oh
0: my Anyway, gosh. I don't think I told it. It, it really you didn't a tell me story. that story. You did not I, tell I look, me that story. I look. I I I did it on stand standup, uh, one of the shows I did. It went okay, but some people don't know what Stony Clover is. The young girls do because it's a hot. Like right. they have a big a uh, online. Their big thing is online orders as well. So, uh, could you imagine, Chris? Like, maybe a good gift for your girl, bro. What oh, a four
2: thousand like uh,
0: dollar. No, no, some of them are bag? not that bad. You have to look it up. It's not oh, all good. four thousand dollar
2: bags. I could only imagine, like if if I had any idea, like she could have had any idea in the world, and she had more financial backing than God. Like I, like mean, you know what I mean. Like she could have thought think. of anything, and, and it could have been a hit.
0: Like it could have been like the Jimmy Choo store, and you walk in, it's just me sitting in a chair. And you walk in and I call you a jerk off. Then you leave. That's the story. That's the business right there. Yeah. And it's I like, when, with, when the, you...
1: when the end game, you don't really need the money. It's, <laughs> it's like,
0: yeah. no, exactly. I, like, get the, I get the feeling. They're just going to come home one day. And go, dad. I don't feel like doing this anymore. All right. you yeah. yeah, could close out the the year lease. I just signed <laughs> yeah,
2: her, her. She could have walked into the room and be like, dad, I have an idea for like a salad company that doesn't have
0: dressings. And he could have been right, like, all right, here honey, here's go. like $4 billion. Now, go do now. it. Now, I will one disclaimer is, okay, I'm having fun with this, but I, I I don't know who the two girls are, and I'm sure most probably they do break their ass for the company and they're working oh hard. of course, but it's just funny when you hear the how she she should have let off with well, it's really interesting the guy who owns a Tampa Bay Buccaneers lived on Stony Clover Lane and he has two daughters and they designed big. I would have gone along with that so wait, did here. you really
1: think did you really think that all right? is Stony Clover Lane in the Hamptons? Did you uh, think East that there was like some some like poverty story that just came well, from like the mean, I, I yeah, the, the mean streets? Well, yeah, the mean streets, know. yeah, the
2: projects, the
0: Hamptons hey, listen, projects. You know, they're, 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 but they're, I didn't they're, expect they're,
1: a Tampa Bay Bucks owner either, so I guess no, you're, would, you're right it, on that. But
0: the best part was the guy, I looked at, you know when you hear something and you just look for the nearest male? Yes.
2: And I yeah, looked yeah, to my left, there
0: was a guy, there was a guy who was looked like George Clooney. Um, it's sitting on the, on the couch with his dog. Um, and, uh, we looked at each other and we immediately locked eyes. Like and so when she walked away, he's like, did, did you hear that? I said, yeah, I certainly did. He goes, Oh, that changes things. Meanwhile, we both were at the counter. I got it. My daughter got it back. but and uh, her grand grandmother I'm, paid for it. So God bless.
2: And props to that guy who did the classic, like guy goes to a store with his significant other. So he sits on the random couch in the middle of right. the department store. I'll give her that. I I that couch.
1: I'll give her that. She put a couch in that store. There's nothing worse than when you go into a store with your girl. Oh, and the worst. nothing to sit on. I'm like, what am I supposed to fucking do right now?
2: That's, that's really crazy. what Marshalls and TJ Maxx nailed. There's enough places to sit around those places. You can never hurt your legs in a Marshalls or TJ Maxx.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. Well, all right. That's going to conclude our show. First of all, John Franklin, how do people get to you?
2: Uh, find me on social media at underscore John Franklin underscore on TikTok at John Franklin comedy and at any comedy
0: club, hopefully in the near future, you'll come find me. And Chris Gucci, how do we get to, uh, your thing?
1: So my thing, um, that's yeah. a whole nother story in itself, but the mojo, you could check out mojo market on YouTube. You could check out chop sports media on YouTube and you'll see a lot of me over there. Social media. I don't even do that shit that much. So the, check me out the on mojo
0: app. and, and Chris, guess yeah, what? Yeah, You're definitely download gonna... the mojo app. You're gonna promote that you're on my show this week, right? As yeah, yeah.
1: It'll be the first time I've promoted that I'm on any show, even the yeah, eleven true. that I I'm know, on. But, so. but,
0: but but LeBron I will, I liaison. Will. I will.
1: So Alfred I want Pierce. I want I'm gonna do what you did in the beginning. I'll be like, when you need something promoted, I'm gonna be like, okay, send me the link, send me the picture that I'm I'm gonna send that you need me posted and I'm gonna do all uh, that.
0: Well, you know what's funny? My social media girl is listening live. She's right there. And she's handling it all over. that right now, although she's now sound asleep. No, you I can do the link. I'll be okay. I got she's taking her nap. When she gets up from her nap and I give her a bottle, she'll be fine and she's going to do social media. By the way, my TikTok video was done by my daughter this weekend at the ruggers. Did you check it out yet, Chris?
2: I saw I saw it. I like it. It was I mean, funny. I, I? I only go on I, TikTok when they get sent to me.
1: And that's uh, even you know what? that's don't even act. then that's first rare. All, all, and I'm Chris, not I'm like, not saying that I'm above TikTok. That's not no. it. It had nothing to do with it. I just don't go Chris, on. It's like your I, I have...
0: whole existence is social media, and you act like ah, I, I, I don't. You're like bro, a food football, critic. That's football football like I, I hate a Very
1: very very busy time for me right now. Football well, I think, season. I think me and Chris car at. sports car have... breaks. Let's go, bro. I'm ready. You we're, you say the time and the place. You're talking a lot of shit about uh, the yes. clip. There's a clip up of you talking shit like you're gonna beat me in a sport. Yes. Why? Right, like I don't know totally. what planet you've been on? But you're, you're you breaks. you look
0: better on television. But you're fat. You're, you're slow, bro. But you're that, new slow. See, I've been fat and slow for 20 years. You're a new fat and slow. Like like John here, he's still fast, but he will get fat and slow too. Like my nephew, they'll start getting fat. And but when you're a new fat and slow, you don't know how to handle yourself. That's your problem. You're yeah, just I'm realizing. I mean, I'm
1: you're I'm shot. just fine. I'm just fine. Let's let's set something up if you want to get you name the sport pickleball. <laughs> oh, what combine. the fuck is that even? Yeah,
0: pickleball, right. Let's tennis. do the combine.
1: I'll run backwards you, and um, oh please. Yeah, yeah we you're got John, in tennis, coming in. you better than me in tennis. You're better
0: than me in pickleball. Please. I'll do it down and out. I'll do it down and out. As long as I have a decent QB. You won't I'll even get off
1: the line hard. of scrimmage. You won't even get off the oh, line. I get five yards to bump at you at the, the line? line. You're
0: getting, you're getting, oh, you're not please. even going to get off the line, bro. Oh, yes, I will, bro. I'm, I'm savvy. I break down film. All right. That's my show. John. Chris, I can tell by your stinks
1: on. list. You're amazing at it.
0: Oh, please. The whole no NFL good teams stinks. in the whole league team. The they fuck. do. They stink. Everybody stinks. Every game was like nine, nine with bad play. You know, you the stars. I think the refs should get paid the highest because you see, they all the whole game. They're on TV, holding personal foul, uh, face man. Who that's a whole a other face story. Thirty.
1: You these, these
0: refs, and you know what? The and the calls are always right. Like, no, you can't hit a guy thirty yards down. Yeah, field. yeah, they're always right. How about the I guy can't last you're night? Actually
1: cat- saying that we can't. That, this, that, this, that's yeah, this the is the crazy end. The crazy end that you're saying that the refs are always right. That right there has got to stop. The
0: legal procedure. A legal procedure. Uh that's all it is. The whole game is awful. Anyway, all right, God bless everybody. We'll see you next week. Where have you come from? Where have you